Hey guys, welcome back to Feeling Twisty. This is Mike, and I'm really glad you're here. I've mentioned before how I used to be a radio and television reporter in the local market. And I was thinking about, uh, yesterday I was thinking about my early days in radio when I first started out, how I learned uh, how difficult it was initially for me to write stories, to put together stories to use in the newscast at the top of each hour. I've mentioned this before in a previous new, uh, newscast, in a previous podcast, how I got into radio without any experience whatsoever. I had graduated as a, uh, with a teaching degree, and at the time I was working as a claims adjuster for an insurance company. So no practical experience or training in journalism. But I had decided what I wanted to do was to be on the radio as a reporter. And I, I've talked about it before. I may talk about it again some other time. But so I'm, uh, today I want to talk about there as a reporter and what I was thinking in the process of learning how to be a good reporter and then a news anchor. And initially, I didn't know. You know, they they hired me. It's crazy how they hired me. It's like, well, you're you're here hanging around. You might as well get paid <laughs> kind of thing. And they taught me a little bit about what a story looks like and what an actuality is or soundbite and how to edit. So when I was first writing stories, it were very difficult. It was very hard for me at first. My very first news story to write for the news director to use that day in a newscast was just a simple fluff piece about baseball, but he gave it to me as a test. And I remember that day sitting there at the computer, writing the script for it. And it took like two hours to write the story. A, a simple little, uh, it was called a reader. A reader is a news story that has no sound to it. Uh, you're just reading the story. There's no sound bite, no one interviewed or anything like that. So it was a simple reader, and all I had to write were just 10 lines, 10 lines, and that was it. And I was even going off of information. I had information in front of me to write from, to use, uh, but I stressed over it, sitting there at the computer, looking at this blank screen, and I'd write a couple of words, and then, oh, no, that's no good. Delete, delete, delete. Anyway, it was torture because I kept second-guessing myself and obsessing over every little word and worrying about what will the news director think. They're going to see I'm a fraud. I'm no good at this. And, and that newscast that, that he used that story in, I was sitting there listening as he did it, and I could tell he didn't like it. He, at the end of the newscast, he tossed his headphones down. He's a very dramatic guy. He tossed his headphones down, ripped my story in half, threw it in the trash can, and said, this story is crap. Then he stormed out of the newsroom. <laughs> oh, it was crap. And they were kind of crappy at first. They were messy. The language was sloppy. You know, I, the, the elements weren't f coming together uh, very nicely at first. And I would go home in the evening and obsess over that one mistake I made or that one story that I got the sentence wrong or used the wrong pronoun or mispronounced somebody's name. 
all of these things that I'd obsess over, over the mistakes and the worry and continue uh, worrying about those mistakes. And then there was a shift and it wasn't long into me doing that. I, I was just a newbie, a cub reporter, field reporter. And then within a month or so, I was the afternoon anchor doing news at the top of each hour from one till six every day. And then a year later, I was news director. So there was a shift inside of me that preceded any of that happening. It preceded me getting Associated Press awards for some stories that I'd written in that same year. That shift occurred when I stopped worrying about the, all the little elements of the story and obsessing over what's this sound like? Am I good enough to write this? Do I have the, the right uh, terminology here? All of these things that I'd worry about. And I started thinking of each newscast and each story within the newscast as my children. All of these little stories were my babies. And then I would present them at the top of each hour. And so I started seeing it as each one of these is mine. I'm telling a story. And even the newscast as a whole, which would have three or four stories in it, was, for me, I told a story. Each one, it wasn't a bunch of separate little uh, items, news stories, unrelated. I would put them together in a way that told a story, a little three-minute story at the top of each hour. So I started seeing it from the end, and I didn't realize what I was doing. I had read some Joseph Murphy, uh, which is what you know had gotten me to the point of imagining myself in the newsroom before I even had gotten hired. But I hadn't heard of Neville Goddard or anything about living in the end or any, anything like this. But I was doing that. I was seeing each newscast from the end of it and each story. What's the story I want to tell? What do I want the listeners to hear at the top of this hour? And when I started going from the end, starting there with my end in mind, the elements came together. The words flowed. Everything came together naturally. And then I became the news anchor. I dwelled in the state of news anchor. And it became natural to me, and everything changed. I'm not... That could be a whole nother topic, talking about the state, how I moved into the state. Actually, I was already in the state of news anchor in consciousness, but then I became the news anchor in the physical world. And then, you know, the state does dictate the reactions and your thoughts and how people treat you and how you treat people and all of these things. But I'm, I'm not going to get into that today. I just want to talk about the connection. How I noticed how I treated becoming a reporter and shifting and how things became natural to me. And it was fluid. There was a flow to each news hour. And there was a flow to the whole state of news anchor on every, how I saw everything and how I reacted. I didn't stop to worry about the elements What's it like to be a news anchor? What do I need to do now? When things happened, I reacted from the state of news anchor and everything became natural to me. I'm not saying every newscast was perfect, but that's the cool thing. Instead of obsessing over it and worrying about, oh, it's awful, that was awful, what are they gonna think? The listeners are gonna think I'm no good. I shifted from that 
into this new state, in this flow, this rhythm. And so if there was a newscast, a story within a newscast I, I wanted to change, no problem. I have an hour to get it done, to tweak some words, maybe get a different sound bite, no problem. It, the same mis, misspellings and mispronunciations occurred, you know, not as frequently, but they still occurred, but I didn't freak out about it. All right, let's edit this. Here we go, serve it back up at the top of the next hour. And I noticed, initially started diving in, when I initially started diving into Neville and all of his teachings and all of this stuff he's saying about consciousness as the only reality and you're all imagination and what you imagine, what you imagine yourself to be in experience is what you experience in this physical world. And, all, and so I started really exploring, but I was the same feelings, the same thing that occurred to me when I started as a reporter uh, occurred to me with this too. I would worry about getting each thought right when I'm doing my imaginal scene or my sessions, my meditation. I would come up with an image, put myself in that image and feel the reality of my wish fulfilled. But then I'd immediately start worrying about did I say it right? Did I think it right? Was that really the right feeling? Oh, maybe I should try this instead. Oh, what, what does that scene imply? I was getting it all reversed and, and worrying about all these things. But it was the same self-doubt and worry that I experienced when I started as a reporter. How, how can this be? You know, how can I get this right? I've never done this before. They're going to see I'm a fraud. And even though I was healed, even though I did that effortlessly, I still started doubting myself. Like, well, that was too easy. There must be something else I need to learn. And so the self-doubt and the worry, what Neville calls the mental diet, that's part of it. That even though I was doing these imaginal scenes, these little creations, my little babies in imagination, and the, for those few minutes each day, I would go about my day worrying about it. Did I say it right? I don't know. It doesn't feel right. It didn't sound good. Maybe I should redo it. And then lay awake at night worrying about it, just like I did over my little news babies, my news stories. And then there was a shift. The same way as when I was a reporter, there was a shift where I the worrying and the fear lessened and lessened, and the rhythm and the flow of my imagination, my consciousness got smoother. I tapped into it and noticed it and became more aware of my mental diet and my doubts and my worries and my reactions to things about me. And then it, it, gets, it got easier to start noticing and to really start understanding that when Neville talks about consciousness, what you're, who and what you're conscious of being is your reality. Isn't, it's not just your reality, you know, for the five minutes or 30 minutes or an hour you meditate, however you do your, your uh, imaginings. It's not just in those moments. You, don't, you can't just let that feeling go and go back to the fear and the doubt and the reacting to what you see on the outside. You start to notice, I did, I started noticing the flow of the day and how 
my consciousness is the flow, that I am aware of the flow, my awareness is observing, observes the flow, and I am aware of being Mike in this body. And I'm, you start to notice it. I know you do. I know you will if you haven't, because I have. I started noticing the flow and how I am not the circumstances. I'm not even me. I'm not this body. All of this is within my consciousness. I am conscious of being Mike, and I'm conscious of being a parent and a husband. But I'm so much more than that. And I notice the flow of my consciousness. And the more you do it, the more you relax and drop the worry and pull up that confidence of in yourself, you'll notice it too. You'll start to notice your, how you're reacting and you'll be able to immediately take the meaning out of that circumstance and not judge yourself for what you previously thought of as a mistake or a bad reaction. Take the judgment out. For me, when I stop judging it, remove judgment, I remove meaning. And then I remove that limit. That doesn't limit me anymore because I'm not judging it. I'm not giving it any meaning. You're not just going with the flow, but you are the flow and the flow is you. And you can observe it. You can even start to notice. Decide you want to start to notice. You start to notice the flow of your day, of your consciousness, and what you're experiencing. And all this is intermingling and it's all one. But you, the observer, you're outside of that as well. And when you start to notice that, that who you really are is outside of what you think you are. You're not just you trying to manifest cool things in your life or be a better person or whatever you want. You're also this awareness outside of that. And you start to notice, oh, I can really, really experience anything I want. Yeah, you can. It's beautiful. Things become so much more natural how you react and how you respond to things when things pop up. Uh, for example, yesterday I was washing dishes, thinking about this podcast, um, thinking about using radio, my radio days as an example. And I was in the middle of washing one of those big ninja blenders with all the sharp blades, and I wasn't paying attention, and my hand slipped off the sponge, and my finger went right down onto one of the blades and the blade went perfectly between my fingernail and my finger. And I looked at it and yeah, that's a nice cut. <laughs> so I had the, I switched the water to cool, cold water and kind of ran it under that uh, as I stood there. And I immediately just imagined, now this is just a symbol because I was thinking about radio and thinking about me being back in radio in front of the control board with all the knobs and uh, the levels and all these things to control audio levels. And so I, that was on my mind already. So I'm standing there at the sink with the water running and I imagine an audio level 
a little knob with numbers on it. And, but for me at that moment, those numbers meant levels of pain. And so I turned the knob from three, two, one, zero, just like that. And as I did it, I felt the pain subside and I got to zero and there was no more pain. And as I'm standing there, knowing I want the, I don't want just no pain, I want it to be gone completely. I just stood there, imagined telling you guys about this, about the healing. Just a, all this happened in about five, 10 seconds. And I looked down at my finger and there, where there was a bloody line, there was just a pink line. No, no wound, just a remnants of a wound as if it had been healing for a week. And then within a couple of hours, you couldn't see the pink line anymore. And by that night, by last night, there was uh, no sensation at all, no feeling of a prior injury. You know, those little twinges of like there was a bruise there or something. It was completely healed. No, no slice at all, no wound, no blood, no pain at all. And what I'm getting at is that that, that kind of thing becomes natural to you. I didn't, what I would have done in the past, I would have, you know, wrapped it up real quick, waited until I calmed down, and then possibly even, I'm not sure if I would have tried, but I, later that night or later at some point, imagined it healed or revised the whole situation where I'm standing there and imagining washing the ninja again and I just feel a little tap on the fingernail from the blade, you know, that to where it doesn't really happen. There's all these things I could have done and they would have worked. But I just noticed right there is the perfect opportunity to do it. And I know you can do this too. Because I am, was like king of obsessing over every little fault and every worry and doubt and second guessing myself constantly. Oh, I was good at it. So if I can come to this point, I know you can. It becomes so natural to you where you, you notice and you know that you can move in consciousness and change what you're experiencing. It doesn't have to be something you have to wait for. It can be instant like that. And I, well, I wasn't stressing over it, you know. I just stood there. And the whole knob thing, that was like, well, let's try this. This is just a fun thing, just a symbol. The knob, the audio level knob was just, that was just a symbol to use to represent reducing the pain in my imagination. But we're all symbols. What we imagine, that's symbolic of whatever it is we want to experience. And people and places and things, our bodies, we're all symbols of what we're conscious of. So anyway, it was a fun little thing. And uh, I knew standing there, as I'm imagining telling you about it on the podcast, I knew it was done. I didn't stress or worry about it or doubt it later, you know, an hour later. Oh my gosh, did I really heal it? Is it really healed? Maybe it's going to come back. You can do this, guys. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Some of you, I love getting your messages. I've gotten word from a number of people, comments and emails and messages uh, and telling me how you're getting something from this. So that's what I want. I want to 
give to you from my own experiences. Share with me yours, like Julie is doing. She shares with me every time she has a really cool win. I love hearing from her. I love hearing from all of you. So email me at feelingtwisty at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at feelingtwisty. And let me know. Let's chat about it. I love hearing from you. All right. This is Friday evening, and uh, I've got to go grocery shopping. Yoo-hoo. Yay. <laughs> I love you guys. This is Feeling Twisty.